Hi guys, Hi. welcome back to Synced Up. I'm your host, Sabrina, and I am joined here today by someone who is just so knowledgeable about holistic health that goes for spiritual, mental, physical, and emotional oh. health. She's just so vibrant, so lively. We have a crazy story about how we met too, which mm -hmm. just goes to show how real energy is and to always follow your gut and your intuition, which we're going to discuss. So guys, please welcome Ale. Hi. And we're so excited to have you. So, I'm so happy to be here. Ale is a student at IIN, which is the holistic health coaching program that I also took. Mm -hmm. And the way that we met was just crazy. I Do you want to tell it or should well, I kind of give like the intro? I'm curious like from your perspective because I feel like okay. we got two very different sides of it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that, that went perfectly together. Yes. So I was at a dinner party and there was a girl there. She's close to my age. I think she was 25. And this girl's like a boss ass bitch, like mm -hmm. started her own company, everything. So naturally I'm like picking her brain about like, how'd you build a team? How'd you do this? How'd you do that? Like, where'd you get the funds? And the one thing that she drove into me was you need to build a team. Like, are you open to building a team? Because that's what you need to do. So I was like, okay, noted. I need to build a team. Yeah. 15 minutes later, I get a text from our mutual friend, Truman, <laughs> texting <out>. me, <laughs> shout out Truman, <laughs> texting me, asking me, Sabrina, are you open to building a team right now? And I literally, I'm at this dinner. I'm like, guys. And I had just told them about the podcast, how I'm like all into manifestation. I'm like, guys. This shit is real, like literally freaking out because 15 minutes later, the universe was like, okay, I just needed you to put out the request and I'm going to meet you there. And I mean, it happened really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I have someone who I think you should work with. Yeah. And then he sent me Ale's, or no, he put us in a group chat and then- He's like, Sabrina, meet Ale. And then it was just aligned from there. We yeah. met and then we spoke the same language so you guys will like universe subconscious mind <laughs> like she just we're on the same wavelength we are so we we finish each other's sentences in a lot of no different ways. literally it's crazy but the reason why I also think that it is so crazy is because it was I was going through like a crazy transition into the into New York mm -hmm. first of all Sabrina is like the kindest person in the world oh. moving to a new city <laughs> is so overwhelming and like I have like my, my whole network of high school friends here but like you know meeting people through something that's not work or not friends of a friend like you just it's happen scary. it's so it's scary. scary and even you, when you are in your own city totally and you just like let out a hand for me oh, and like I love you course. but um yeah. no it was so I was in the process of like quitting my corporate job which like my subconscious knew was always gonna be my route. I was just getting so into the IIN program and was really sure that I was ready to start building my practice. And I didn't really know what steps to take. And I just feel like even just meeting you and you being like, you're someone that I wanna collaborate with, that I wanna work with, that was all the reassurance I needed to like take the next step mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. quit my corporate job and like, start this whole journey and even that like and yeah now we're doing podcasts together, and now so we're doing a podcast there you go yeah I mean I feel like that also goes to show that when you take the risk you mm -hmm. jump off the cliff like the universe is going to reward you and put people along your path mm -hmm. to either give you that reassurance that you need like the universe will work through other people to deliver messages to deliver that reassurance 
and the universe, I guess, worked. We worked. We were. It worked through together. each other. Totally. Yeah, and together. I was getting. Sorry. No, no, oh my god. <laughs> I was good. getting all these physiological sensations, like for better and for worse. My body was a thousand times and my subconscious a thousand times more ahead of like my rational mind throughout the entire process wow. it was like every single day like either walking to work i would get sick or something would happen or you know i would tell myself that i could postpone quitting jo the job and something would happen until i finally just are you serious yeah no literally i okay this is partially what i, I want you to tell i want to you to tell your story and how you got here to this place of wellness and holistic health and your whole journey. But I think that's so important to highlight and we will come back to that of how okay. our body communicates to us either through sensations or physiological dreams. Dreams <laughs> like and I want to show you guys all the different signs and ways that we can receive these messages and guidance on where to go and what to do because I feel like especially in your 20s I deal with this all the time where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what's my purpose? Am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right path? And it's like, we can't really ever know, but, and there's also no right or wrong thing. You always just do it. And then either based off how you feel, if you feel positively or negatively, then that's like an indication of what path. Yeah. Like, that's just more you got, guidance. You gotta be in full surrender mode. Like, yes. you know, you miss the train. Like, there's a reason why. Yes. Like, yes. you you know, you're, something happens at work, you don't get There's the job, like, why. on to the next. Like, yeah. I think until you shift gears into, like, full surrender mode, and we can that's talk when the miracles how, happen. Yes. Yeah. But it's so much easier said than done because I feel like when you're first starting out and you don't have any, like, proof of, okay, when I surrender, X, Y, and Z happens. Like, it's fucking scary to, it's scary to quit your job. It's scary to jump off the cliff and be able to trust your body like totally. trust the signs that it's giving you but then once you do i mean you kind of just like you have to take that leap of faith into the unknown and you will be rewarded i i promise you yeah so without further ado <laughs> do you want to tell us how you got here and your journey yeah. and everything yeah i mean okay long story short i would say because obviously every story has a thousand layers to it well i would say that my you could say health and wellness journey started at a really young age. I was 10, 11 years old when I first remember just like, you know, hearing the words with my family at like being diagnosed with anorexia. And I remember when I heard what anorexia was, I was like in shock that someone was telling me all of these things about myself because I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like, I was mimicking what someone else was doing or I didn't have social media. I just got really sick. I had a, you know, a perfectionistic personality. I was in a really, really hardcore and like intense ballet environment at a really young age. And that kind of just, the, the whole pursuit of treatment at a young age, obviously, like I was super, super young and I feel blessed every single day that I was, you know, so young and had my family to push me through that process of really intense work and healing because you know when you are older it's a little bit more it difficult it's a thousand times more difficult there's a thousand other things that you have to take into account i i did miss school like mm -hmm. it was something that i could dedicate my time towards and i've always been someone who's been really fascinated by self-care and i think it honestly even started with like beauty and makeup um 
I think that was like my way of feeling like there was a space for me in the wellness world because I think when you when you experience a setback it's kind of hard to think in that moment that you could ever help somebody else through it like mm -hmm. it's really hard to see the light when you're in the dark mm -hmm. and I always just was fast I even have early memories of like one of my family members was like in a little accident and he came over to our house to like get help and his whole leg was like out and gushing oh blood God. and I remember like grabbing like peas like frozen peas Aww. and just being like I want to help you like yeah. I I always There's always I always loved I lo always loved healing and I always used to say like if I could have any superpower in the world it would be to like heal people mm -hmm. <laughs> even though that's just like I only I think a whole, the, the person themselves heals themselves I think yeah. you can be a helping hand and a yeah, yeah, yeah. guiding force to someone figuring out how to heal themselves but I don't think and people one need... person can heal another person yes. but I was always fascinated with that yes. concept and I told myself that because I was struggling there wasn't really a place for me until I was older and you know the whole the whole journey with disordered eating lasted like years and took so many different shapes and forms um and I would say, like, by the time I was in college, I was doing really, really well. I got off my antidepressants, which, by the way, they don't teach you how to do that. Really? <laughs> they, I was not taught how to do that. And that is something that you should have mm -hmm. some help doing, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was doing really, really well in college and in high school, too. Like, I look back on my life and always think that I had the most, like, beautiful childhood. Mm -hmm. And I was so, so lucky in the way that I had support. Mm -hmm. um, but... I would like, I, I would never want to say that my disordered eating created my health issues, but I do think that the dysregulation in my nervous system and just how, just how unsafe I felt in my body. I think it had nothing to do with the eating disorder or the actions that stemmed from not treating my body well in that way. It was just this you disconnection were, from myself yeah a very big disconnection from myself you know they're finding out now that like there's a huge link between like early trauma and autoimmunes and chronic illness um but I definitely just didn't love my body and I definitely didn't feel safe in my body for many 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 years and I came off as confident I think to people mm -hmm. but like most people that aren't confident you wouldn't know it's, mm -hmm. it's invisible for yes. a lot of times not yes, always yes, yes. but like a lot I of talk the time about this a lot yeah, it's like you can appear confident like yeah. you can present yourself confidently but it does not mean that you're not going through shit on the inside of course um and so i was just i experienced you know it started with just like very intense gut dysbiosis and all things SIBO leaky gut um candida every type of imbalance possible and my family has always seen Chinese medicine doctors and like oh, really? holistic medicine doctors which I'm so grateful for they literally which I'll get into more, yeah. way more synchronicities with like mm -hmm. my health story and my family's health story but um, I lived in a pretty I would like to say holistic household like there a lot of kitchen medicine and mm -hmm. stuff like that um and they really did believe and like you know the gut and the brain are the same thing a lot of my mental health was very like it held hands with all my yeah. gut issues which i want i just want to yeah. i want to talk about that later like yeah. the gut brain Access connection how your crazy. gut health literally like is directly connected and influences your mental health and vice versa completely and I feel like we can vice totally versa. talk about that and 
how you can also heal through food and nourishment. Absolutely. But we'll get into that. Yeah. So, I just, <laughs> All to I just so know much. that like I'm gonna forget. No, so no. I don't want to forget. No, so I'm just we're gonna yes, we'll hold ourselves accountable. Mm -hmm. So, um, where was I? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, one thing led to another. I just suffered a lot physically. I was never feeling well. My my undiagnosed ulcerative colitis would kind of come out in rashes and I would get all these like very strange like chronic illness symptoms. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, you know, I would get these debilitating panic attacks and disassociation, which I also do think came very close to like my whole spiritual awakening. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people mm -hmm. experience that just like disbelief that life is real, but it was mm -hmm. getting to a place where it wasn't just a product of my spiritual journey it was mm -hmm. very very physical I couldn't swallow I couldn't breathe a lot of the time oh my god and I just knew in my gut <laughs> literally <laughs> that there was something else um and yeah. I kind of decided during that moment that I was gonna surrender to healing myself and I actually reached back out to some doctors that I worked with as like an 11 year old as a now like 22 year old and I reconnected with my old nutritionist and kind of was just like, I need to finish what I didn't finish before. Wow. And I think I was like 85% there. And I was like, I need to get at least into the nineties right now. Like I need to, I don't want to struggle as an adult. Um, and I think I kind of opened the door for my body to show me kind of what was beneath the surface for so long. And that's when I had my first ulcerative colitis flare, which I, to this day in the most twisted way, think is the most important thing that's ever happened to me, like for better. Um, I was forced in that moment to completely turn to all of my fears and have them be my like vices. You know, I mean, like, not vices. <laughs> like your teachers. Yeah, yeah your, no, the absolutely. For, for growth. Yes, and all my fears, food, you know, that last push to feel safety in my body, um, looking at myself, releasing, you know, past traumas, that was what was going to help me in this moment, not have to get my colon taken out of my body. So like, I, you know, I was hospitalized. It was, it was a dark time, but I really, for the first time in my life, when all this was happening, felt very, um, I was getting a lot of weird signs throughout this like, journey. Right. Oh, okay. okay. So let's get into yeah, it. Yes, let's, let's get into it. I mean, okay little little things just really listening to my body like even when I was so sick I like I literally would get dreams about like having like mold poisoning tested positive for mold like so many things um a crazy how what would what was the dream like I just I just knew like the way that I get intuitive signs I just know I don't even have to like visually see it wow. I just woke up and I was like I need to get a mold test I mean we I, there was mold spotted in the house I was living in but months before and I just didn't take it seriously I went and I saw a doctor a doctor that I had been like on a wait list for forever um he's like a very well-known doctor for Crohn's and ulcerative colitis and my dad so my dad when like when I was much younger had a pituitary tumor and saw a doctor with the name of the doctor that I was seeing it's like a very common South African name like kind of the equivalent of being named like John, John Smith, <laughs> literally, literally. Um, and it was kind of just an, a joke. Like when I got into this doctor, my dad was like, oh my God, like we have the same doctor. And 
keep in mind this was a really really dark time I was like I didn't really see a lot of hope and I go to this doctor I don't know how we got in it was we were so so lucky mm -hmm. and at the end of the session he's like we talk about everything he's about to put me on like a bunch of medications and I feel so grateful I'm feeling like immense gratitude and my dad says like oh my gosh it's so funny like you don't you don't happen to know like blah 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 like the other. a different the other the other one mm -hmm. and he goes no that's my dad and my dad and I were just like, what? Like, that is so crazy. Father and son, healing father and daughter in the, like, it's not just like he went into the same niche business as uh -huh. his dad, like pituitary tumor, ulcerative colitis, the best of the best. Like that doesn't make sense. And in that moment, I just kind of took that as a sign to be like, I'm safe. I'm yeah, going to yeah, heal. Yeah. You know, something led me to this doctor yes, yeah. like I completely I'm gonna just surrender and trust the process and trust my body to take what it needs from this experience and like another another crazy one like when I got out of the hospital the first thing I did I was like I need to go get laser <laughs> I was like I've been in the hospital too long I need to go get laser self-care self literally um and <laughs> I like immediately call my laser place and they're like the woman that I usually see couldn't take me right away. Um, but they had another woman there and I was like, sure, like literally anyone, I need to go in and out. I show up literally like a day out of the hospital, just like feeling gross. Um, and this woman opens the door and she's like pretty young. She's like just this um, like Southern Belle warm, hospitality energy and i'm just like oh this is the perfect person for me right now um she was like total like older sister vibes and she usually when people like make conversation with me and i i i'll always like i i won't always get this vulnerable mm -hmm. like when it's a complete stranger and she's like how have you been like how was your christmas and i could have just been like it was good but i was like honestly it wasn't great um i i was in the hospital it so I mean I'm feeling better but like I'm it was it was a not normal Christmas and she was like oh my gosh honey I'm so sorry to hear that you know it's so funny I was also I'm I'm a ER nurse by night and a like esthetician by day so I totally feel you it's a hard place to be on the holidays oh and I was like yeah that's like that's such a, that's so amazing that you're an ER nurse like I literally like the ER like saved my life this past week I'm so grateful and she goes yeah like I was just at and she said the hospital name and I was like, that's so funny. That's where I was. And she goes, oh my gosh, no way. Like, if you don't mind me asking. Meanwhile, she's like fully like, <laughs> I'm like naked. <laughs> yeah. It's she's, always like that. Yeah, it's always like that. Um, and she's like, if you don't mind me asking, like, why were you in the hospital? And I told her why. And she like stops lasering me. And she's like, oh my gosh, were you the girl who went into the hospital at this time of night? And then they thought that it, you had this. So they had to give you these. She starts telling me exactly what happened to me. A very like specific story and I was like yes and she goes honey I was on your team and I was like what and she goes well the way it works in the ER is that everyone kind of knows about what's going on in the ER and like I wasn't she wasn't my I never met her but mm -hmm. she was on my like case essentially mm -hmm. and she told me she was like my godmother has um ulcerative colitis so when I heard your case and I hold how heard how old you were I got super attached to it Oh and God. I decided to follow up and hear how you were doing the entire time. And I was like, so you're basically my fairy godmother. And I like, it was super emotional. She was so happy. She texted the nurse that was my 
nurse the entire time basically like saying that she met me and that I'm doing amazing and I'm literally at laser right now and it was just this very like beautiful and emotional moment where I was just like there are people that will always look out for you even if you don't know it like you always have a team whether that's in the physical in the metaphysical the spirit whatever you believe like even if it's your higher selves stacked mm -hmm. on top of each other like vouching for you here like you will always have a team and that was a really important moment for me to just like there was a stranger checking in on me every day and now she's here mm -hmm. like you didn't even and know. we didn't even know it and she like gave me her card i actually there's i don't i, I who knows maybe she's watching but i keep <laughs> her i keep her um card that she gave me in my purse at all times it's like my little like good luck reminder and it has her number on it and like she was just like you text me if you ever have questions about your diagnosis or about anything literally it was just one of those moments and and a thousand more have happened to me but right, that right, one was right. like one very crazy yeah. like you are at the right place you are on the right path yeah 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 totally and it also just like helps strengthen your faith and when you can feel that sense of faith you feel that sense of safety yes and when you can feel the safety that's when you can surrender and be like okay i trust that i'm being guided i trust that i'm being taken Absolutely. care of and it helps you to surrender to that spiritual aspect of your guardian angels, your higher self, like whatever, whatever resonates, resonates with, with you. you. Yes, <laughs> yeah, literally. Totally. And <laughs> yeah, but to like, to finish the, um, I had to really turn to food and food in those moments. I like, okay, so this is the, how you started to eat yeah, so, food. Yeah. I mean, I, to me, there's a bridge between like alternative methods and like western medicine and in my case i needed both so like mm -hmm. by no means do i want people to hear this and say she just healed through food i mm -hmm. think food was a little tiny sliver if anything less than the other things but mm -hmm. food was always something for me that i mean i had i had re-fallen in love with it mm -hmm. the year prior but um just kind of taking it upon myself to like cook and immerse myself in it and celebrate it was something that i was still kind of getting used to and the whole when I got out of the hospital like food became my family's like love religion language. and love oh. language literally like we would sit around the table they would do the things that I was doing they would wake up early with me and like drink bone broth and like it just became this like really amazing bonding space mm -hmm. that we all kind of just we all just kind of like use it as this like really great tool not just for health but like for connect for excuse me connection, connection. And I realized in that moment that like, wow, like there are a lot of people and I was getting amazing results by the way. Like I was between that and the medication I was on, I went very, very quickly into remission mm -hmm. and that was unexpected. People like every doctors, miracles. yeah, it was, it was a, I've learned to not say it was a miracle because I don't, I think we, I think we need to just normalize the miracles a little bit mm -hmm. more, but I, it was crazy. It was a crazy quick, turnaround and I realized that there is this the, the, the wellness industry is very extreme there's so many sides of the spectrum there's this one side that I think you know it's like the all toxic ingredients will make mm -hmm. you sick like stay away from all seed oils all everything and then there's the other side where it's I think a lot of people who have healed from you know, bad relationships with food and have done a lot of work and it's very intuitive and very, all food is good food. And then there's the people who kind of have a history of 
an eating disorder, but also might have a chronic illness and they need to heal through food, mm -hmm. but they also need to reform their relationship with food. Mm -hmm. And I realized when I was healing that I wish I had had somebody like that to hold my hand who understood the way my brain worked and understood the way that I was sensitive to information and diets. I mm -hmm. hate the word diet, but I was sensitive to meal plans. Um, and I also really needed to rely on them. Mm -hmm. So I really needed to put my faith into this tool and so a thousand you, other ones. Can you talk about like what you did and like yeah. how you like just now talk about like that whole experience for totally. you? Well, I think there's, there's a thousand things obviously. And my whole thing is finding what works for you in the time that you're in. And that always is changing, but I was living in this chronic state of fight or flight for honestly looking back like my whole life I would say decades of my life what does living in fight or flight yeah. look like feel like yeah so obviously we have a nervous system and fight or flight is the sympathetic state of your nervous system where the way I like to explain it is like it's very important to have these like fight or flight responses because if you were being chased by a bear you would kind of need your adrenaline you would you would need to it, you like, would need to you yeah. would need to save yourself you know it's like if you're walking on the street and then you see a car coming it's like okay your you're, fight or flight is going to totally. push you to either move backwards or run forwards like you need it in order to like function yeah normally totally. like just like there's an image that i kind of want to send you that like to me is the most beautiful visual rep representation of the nervous system and all the different states within it and kind of what's happening and what's decreasing in those mm -hmm. moments, but I can also explain it. Um, I was living in this state of unsafety at all times. I was living as though I was unsafe mm -hmm. and that created this like distrust within myself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know this by the way, at the time, like obviously. Um, Do you and think living in a constant state of fight or flight, i.e. unsafety can trigger chronic illness or absolutely and that's what can trigger these like physical manifestations of like health absolutely absolutely or... i mean even just on a very basic level like when you're living in a state of fight or flight a in a state of fight or flight your stress hormones are like very hyperactive and like mm -hmm. i would wake up and my cortisol levels would be through the roof and that would set off a, a cascade of physical symptoms for myself mm -hmm. amongst a thousand other things mm -hmm. but when you are not in the state of rest and digest in theme of gut issues, like I wasn't breaking down my food. I wasn't digesting my food. I was not going to the bathroom. I was everything that could possibly go wrong mm -hmm. with my stuff. I wasn't absorbing any nutrients. Mm -hmm. So like my gut microbiome was just very severely like unbalanced. Mm -hmm. Um, which what we call dysbiosis, yeah. Because your gut is directly connected to your mind through the vagus nerve, it literally, that that will create an, I don't know, like it could make you anxious, it can make you feel depressed. Like all my worst, you know, all my worst physiological symptoms of anxiety took place when my gut health was at its like lowest point for sure. And I think so when you know when you experience anxiety you kind of have to look in where how mm -hmm. what's going on in my stomach yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well it's like it's one way to check in with yourself and be like okay how is my digestion recently like how often am i going to the bathroom like little things like that yeah if it's a way to check in with yourself and be like okay if that's kind of like out of balance or not like 
what it usually is, what's going on in my head. Am I feeling more anxious than usual? Am yeah. I feeling lower mood or whatever's going on? And you can kind of take the approach to heal one of them or heal the other one and it will directly affect the opposite. Yes. <laughs> and also like that's a great place to even bring up the point like when I wasn't nourishing my body with the proper foods, my mind was probably the first to feel the, feel the effect of that. Like I wasn't eating enough of anything that was going to nourish my brain. Mm -hmm. So it only made sense. And, and that was also something that really felt comforting to me as I was healing was to uh, look at the way that I was eating and realize that it was so not substantial for what my body needed to thrive. And that was really comforting because I knew that there was so much that I could do mm -hmm. and there was so oh much God, to do. Totally. And I started to do all of those things and feel like a literal new person as opposed to, you know, doing everything right. Mm -hmm. And well, it also just makes you feel like you have a little bit of control over yeah. what's going on because when you're eating a smoothie with blueberries, spinach, all the supplements, the powders, like all the things that are going to nourish your body and like go straight to your brain and your gut it's like that just feels so good it's like i am putting in the things that are going to strengthen my mind that's going to help heal my body and it just like that also kind of gives you the faith and the hope that like you're good and like mm -hmm. everything is going to be okay well it's funny you said the supplements and powders because for me and i tricked myself i think for so long into thinking i was taking care of myself but i was only relying on the supplements and the powders and i i didn't even have the strength in my gut to absorb them because mm -hmm. that's all I was really doing. And instead when I, instead with, like whole, with real whole food. real food, and I think a huge, huge part of my just re-falling in love with food was kind of eating my supplements through food and just focusing on like literally the most basic foundation of eat, sleep, move, mm -hmm. and like process mm -hmm. and release. And Can like- you yeah. Yeah. Can you talk about what it feels like to be safe in your body? Absolutely. Like how to know when your nervous system is regulated, how to know when you, and it's also normal to go into fight or flight. Like it's, we live, especially if you live in a city, like Absolutely. it's normal. It's more it's about okay. how, what we can do, what tools to, can regulate, we do to regulate that and, and like get back to homeostasis. Yeah. So can you talk about like what it feels like to feel safe in your body and yeah. ways to be safe in your body yeah well i mean to me what it feels like to be safe in your body is to trust that your body is always working for you and not against you and i think that that's that's something that like our brain can wrap around but like our body doesn't always mm -hmm. respond and i think a lot of the ways that i have achieved that body response have been through kind of physical release work um what does that mean what so like for example, breath work has been really transformative for me. And like, to me, breath is the bridge between the physical and the non-physical world. You know, like when we are in a state of fight or flight, when we have a threat, our breath is going to be the first thing to be affected mm -hmm. by that. Like we're going to, we're going to need to like, mm -hmm. heart's <laughs> our heart's pounding. Yeah. yeah. So, and as someone who I've always been like a control freak, like I've always loved to exert control, which I think manifested into a lot of my health issues and mental health issues over the years. But um, I've kind of learned to reform that as something really beautiful, like, okay, 
I can't control anything externally. What can I control inside myself? It's my breath. that's all that you can It's control. all that, it's, our breath is literally the only thing that we can really control. I mean, amongst a couple other things, yeah. but we can't but control. But it's a direct it's, line. It's the, literally the, it's if you are in that. A string into the non-physical. Yes. It's, and, and to the physical, yeah. That was always so hard for me to wrap my head around because I've heard, especially like in spiritual practices, like your breath is, like, you don't, you know, take that tongue. Mm -hmm. Like he talks about your breath as, as your faithful friend who's yeah. always there. That when you are in that fearful state, anxious state, any type of state, come back to your breath. And so I knew consciously, like in theory, okay, yeah, your breath is super powerful. But I had always had this belief of like, well, if it's so easy, then like, why doesn't everyone do it? But I think the, and it also, I think. Sometimes we can't get our body to believe it. Yes. Yes. We don't, until, we don't until think until we're powerful. To it. Totally. Exactly. But it does take, and then we live in an age of immediacy. I mean, like. Amazon, you get things the next day. Like Instagram, you want like a hit of dopamine, you go and like check your life, whatever. So when you're practicing breath work and you don't notice like the instantaneous, like in your external reality, like what's gonna be changing, but the more that you start to you're practice conditioning it, yourself. Yes. Yeah. It, the more you start to practice it, the stronger it gets and the the quicker the response time of like, okay, let me just connect back to my breath. And you literally connect back to like sometimes I'll even practice it on the street, mm -hmm. but this is Oh my god <laughs> my friend's mom wait that's so weird what this is my high school best friend um she's calling me right now oh my god do you want to take it take no it. i haven't spoken to her in so long but she was in my dream last night that's and i crazy. literally was gonna text her you know how i just yeah. about the yeah. teacher thing? i was yeah. gonna text her and be like this is so sus but then i was like no i don't want to get other people involved oh my god that is so crazy okay i witnessed that that's you know, there's there's a reason why she's calling. It's she's, really crazy. Oh my god. Okay, I'll call her back in like twenty minutes. Yeah. Okay. Well, back to the feeling safe in your body. I think we live so much of our lives either. Sorry, we live so much of our lives in our in our head, in our brain. We don't really live a lot of our lives grounded into our body, feeling into our body, the into our roots, literally, and we don't live a lot of our life kind of like uh, looking at the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like put my hand above my head. Mm -hmm. We kind of just live here and it's a very like, I don't mean egotistical necessarily in a like always bad way, but it is really our world. Mm -hmm. We think of everything as so much, you know, bigger than it actually is. And that creates just unsafety and like, so many ways yeah like if, if everything like, yeah because it makes you feel like you don't have control over yourself and you're, if you're constantly analyzing things or trying to put a mean assign a meaning to yeah. something or whatever like you're gonna be in your head versus just like i just made a video about this like i feel like it's very masculine energy and like unbalanced energy to only be in your head because that's the analytical that's the control what can i do like just constantly thinking instead of feeling and when you're in when your energy is more balanced when it's more tapped into your body that's more feeling mm -hmm. and feelings are the language of the universe that's how we communicate with the universe is by how we feel the energy that we're creating and the energy that we're putting out so the more that you can kind of get out of your mind and into your body and start to see how you're feeling and release through through movement through being with your body and start to raise your energy and raise your mood in that way 
that's also how you start to even subconsciously manifest yeah, well, because you're manifesting by how you feel. What I was going to say is when you are able to tap into yourself, you start to let, you, you start to have a new level of just sound within yourself. Like you start to hear your own cues. You start mm -hmm. to understand what you need and you start to realize like your that intuition. You, your, your intuition skyrockets and that is kind of the beauty of like doing that really dirty work and especially when you start to even like clear your gut of like you know parasites and bacteria and imbalances and you you're able to like actually have a new voice of reason within yourself mm -hmm. because you're no longer being like ruled by little bugs that mm -hmm. literally affect your brain and I think that's also why a lot of people that go on just these pursuits to health end up having these really spiritual awakenings because they realize that they have always had this ability to tap into a higher version of themselves and they've always had the ability to kind of manifest the miracles, I guess, as we say. And like, but the just, miracles become the, your, your they everyday become, life. Yes, yes. You, it just becomes, it just becomes your life. life. It just becomes life. It's so funny. I actually saw like a TikTok the other day and it was all about like normalizing miracles. So back to feeling safe in your body. It's being able to come back to yourself. Yeah. And I feel like learning how to trust yourself and trusting that you can take care of yourself, that no matter what's going on outside, that you can always return to yourself and feel safe within yourself. And I think feeling safe equates trusting yourself, respecting yeah. yourself because, but it's, I feel like it's different levels. Like you start with self trust. And I think that can look like, okay, every day I want to start getting better. So I'm going to make my bed, then drink a big glass of water, keeping that promise to yourself. And it, that, that doesn't even mean like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym after like, no, I'm going to start week one. I'm just going to make my bed and drink water. Mm -hmm. I can keep my, if, if you can show yourself, like I can keep myself that promise and building up this sense of self trust through doing little promises. That's one of the quickest ways to teach your subconscious. Like I can trust myself. It's like little acts doesn't have to be anything crazy. And then once you start to build up that self trust, it starts to transform into self-respect because you, be, you begin to have this sense of respect of, okay, I, I know that I can trust myself. I know that I can respect myself. So naturally, I'm going to be able to respect myself because I know that I keep my word. Totally. And then the self-respect. So it goes self-trust, self-respect, and then self-esteem and self-love. Because the more that you can trust yourself and respect yourself, then the more you're going to recognize your worth and your value because we all have inherent worth but sometimes we can't see it because our actions or what we're feeding our subconscious is going to literally fight against that but the more you start to clear it and start to align your actions and with your mind and your behaviors and everything you're gonna start to naturally just build your sense of self-worth and self-esteem and be able to see it and then you live with more yeah. love for yourself to and, and safety within yourself and even on a just more like physical science-based level your it's not even it's not even crazy science but your vagus nerve is what is going when you have a resiliency within mm -hmm. your vagal tone you are a little bit more equipped to deal with the inevitable and i highlight inevitable because i don't believe in a stress-free life like mm -hmm. i think it's about again like building resilience and mm -hmm. having a toolkit for things that you can do and how kind you, of toning knowing your how body. to respond they call it yeah respond. they call it literally toning your vagal nerve mm -hmm. <laughs> um your vagus nerve sorry mm -hmm. 
just where it said that's so weird. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so toning your vagus nerve can look like somatic practices and it can look like- What's a somatic any, practice? Like, like, okay, like even like, I forgot, like EFT tapping yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like, if you Even literally like, like, boo, yeah, like humming, yeah, gargling water, like even like a legs up the wall, seriously, breath like work. breath work. Anything that connects you to your body is a somatic experience and yeah. that can facilitate healing and feeling more at home and, and safe with yourself. Totally. And just toning that, you can literally think of it, if you can't conceptualize this as like doing an, a workout for your, for mm -hmm. your vagus nerve, something yes. that's going to help tell your brain and your body to mm -hmm. just get into the state of rest and digest and be able to process these stressors in a little bit more of a gentle mm -hmm. manner. I love the way that you said that too, because I think, and I've said this before, like, I think your spiritual faith is a muscle. It is. I think your subconscious is a muscle and your body, it's obviously one big muscle, but when you can think about the, or even your heart, like the more you practice or like in this case, work out. The more you work out your faith and your trust muscle, the more the more you work out your heart and connecting to it, totally. the stronger it's gonna get. But you have to. It's just like when you go to the gym. Like if you work out one time, like you're not gonna see results. But like over time, you're just you're gonna become stronger, to be more resilient. Yeah. And to even go off of that mental, I mean, off of that um, metaphor. Mm -hmm. When you work out too much, when you are putting yourself in a this constant state of fight or flight, you're bones are going to break. Your muscles are going to like mm -hmm. deteriorate and you're not going to have built that solid foundation for it to be sustainable, which is like, you know, when you're in a, cro a chronic state of stress, mm -hmm. you eventually Burn get out. taken down. Yeah, yeah totally. And, and like, if you think about it too, like on, I remember when I was like really crazy into working out, I would do Barry's boot camp like literally every fucking day. Same. Like, psychotic. <laughs> Still love it, but like can't do it anymore. Not every day. It's <laughs> no. just not sustainable. But I remember I was always so afraid to take a rest day because I was like, I'm going to lose all my progress. I'm going to not look how I want to look. And so I would never take a rest, but then I, I would remember it would catch up to me and I'd be like, you know what? I just, I can't go. So I would take one to two days off and then I'd go back and I would feel so much stronger. And I remember thinking one time to myself, like, I still remember this conversation. I was like, holy shit, like rest is so important. And, and you hear all the time in like the wellness space, like rest is so important. But I remember that one time it like really connected for me and I was like, damn. Yeah. Like when you are does. resting, when you are sleeping, your nervous system is storing so much information. Mm -hmm. You are, that's when you were creating, you are creating memories. Mm -hmm. You are digesting like I don't even remember the amount of times as more than you are in the day and you are detoxifying like at a rate in, that doesn't exist when you're awake and not even just sleep, but like when you are stressing your muscles, mm -hmm. like there is obviously a resiliency that can be created when you are a healthy amount. Well, yes, exactly. Amount. When you're doing like, you know, like zone two cardio every yeah, day yeah. or something, you don't have to be like breaking, Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially as a woman, like those stress hormones can be super, super, super difficult when it and comes disruptive. To, and disruptive to your normal yeah, we're way cycle. More, we're way we're, more sensitive. We're not, we're not 24 hour clock beings. We're 20. Men are, to, men totally. are, and we're not, we're not. So, so I feel like knowing that, yeah. like, and it helps you not feel guilty for like taking a rest day. Yeah, if you think of, someone said this to me recently and it like just made sense. Cause I've always heard the, you know, 
men run on a 24 hour clock, mm -hmm. women run on like 28 day clock. Imagine a month as a day. Mm -hmm. There's only a certain window of time in the month that we are built to mm -hmm. be doing these really, really strenuous workouts. Like mm -hmm. your, you know, your, your follicular yeah, phase when like your cycle is kind of, your, your menstrual cycle just finished and like your, just sprung with energy. It's literally mm -hmm. inner spring. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense. But like it, if we all, if we run on a schedule that requires us to kind of take these breaks and like it happens, not just physically, also emotionally, there's mm -hmm. times that we should be alone. There's times mm -hmm. that we should be introspecting and reflecting to build up that cycle yeah. again. I've actually like wanted to talk about this too, because this literally happened to me this weekend and I was just talking about FOMO but it kind of coincides. But this weekend, I was just feeling so exhausted. Wait, same. Like, I was feeling same. so exhausted. And to the point where I, I literally told Ali before this, I was like, I thought that there was something wrong with me. Turns out I'm getting my period. Yeah. It's not, it's not part of the phase. Yeah. But I literally, I was, I also took a social media break over the weekend. Didn't go on because I knew that if I was going on, I'd be comparing it. I'd be like, I should be going out. I should be, like, making the most of the summer. It's but amazing that you knew that and that you did that. I mean, I've had to learn, like, a lot of times. <laughs> like, and now I'm just, like, I'm just, I'm really into listening to my body and listening to my intuition, even if it feels, like, unnatural almost. Like, because for so long, I would silence my intuition. I would silence my body and I wouldn't listen. And now I'm really in a phase. And I've also, I'm very lucky to have a therapist who, like, works with me through that and kind of, like, is guiding me through it, but I wanna be your guys's. I don't wanna be your <laughs> therapist, but I'm your older sister and I will teach you how to start listening to your body. But I knew that if I were to go out, I would not be 100. Like I would be tired, I'd be forcing it. So I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna go out. And I almost did. I feel like it was like the universe kind of testing me. My friend invited me to this like really cool party. And I was like, oh, like also, I don't know if it's because I'm a Libra or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I could not make a decision. I felt so bad. I was thinking out loud, texting. Every hour I was like, okay, I'm going to come. Okay, I'm not going to come. And then I was like, you know what? That is just you knowing and yeah. your, that, that's your subconscious and your higher self begging you to yes. listen to yourself. Yes. And, and I ultimately yeah. did. Yeah. But I remember I was like, okay, I'm going to go pick up food right now. If there is an e-bike available, I'm going to go. And if not, then that's the universe's way of being like, Sabrina, you're not going. Mm -hmm. So I go to pick up food and I check the e-bike, the city bike thing. There was one e-bike available, but then I went to the docks and there was none there. It was like a glitch. And I was like, this is this my is confirmation yeah. that I'm not meant to go. And I didn't. And I just know that like, that was the right, like I, and I kind of just had to let go of the guilt and be like you know what this is my opportunity to really listen to my body really yeah. honor what my body's telling me fuck the FOMO fuck that like it's JOMO it's joy of missing out yeah it's, it's, it's it, yeah well I believe it so much because I think when you can tap into that celebration of listening to yourself like yeah, celebration and joy is the highest vibration that you could possibly get and so funny because so I'm reading this book, Ask and It Is Given. It's an Esther and Jerry Hicks book. I don't know love, if that, yeah. Love, love, love that. We and, love Esther Hicks. Yeah, and there's, so there's like this, you know, energy vibrational chart. And the top ones are love, joy, and freedom. And I, I've always known that love and joy are the most abundant energies that you can exist within. But the freedom part really hit me hard this past month. And I was like, wow. Freedom doesn't necessarily have to mean, you know, like 
it's, it's, it's freedom to listen to yourself. Like when you are listening to other people and using them as metrics for where, where you should not be, that is like, you're losing so much personal power. My so when you can, when you can just, and I even like have been feeling this when it even comes to like, you know, like not feeling great in my body and then being like, I don't want to see people because I like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm bloated or whatever. Like I used to do that all the time, I, but I was I like, that, like that is ago. that is you, that is being ruled by, you know, those like lower conscious voices inside of you, and that's not freeing. That mm-hmm. that is existing within a lower vibration. Also, so interesting because so I was journaling about that feeling of like not wanting to do something because of like maybe something that's manifesting in your physical appearance because I've been dealing with like for the first time in my entire life hormonal acne because I got birth control and they don't tell you all these things whatever the point is is that I was trying to understand why I was being hard on myself when I've worked so hard Mm -hmm. on not talking to myself in a Mm -hmm. negative way and I'll never let that rule me but like I was wondering why it was coming up up. and I was like why is this happening and then I in my journal I I kind of just it all kind of just came out and I realized that the same me that has existed my entire life is still me so like the you that you were as a child that's why they say inner child work is you know the best work to do because there is although you are a more evolved version of you those other yous are suppressed living inside Mm -hmm, of you mm -hmm. and sometimes they are the ones that are talking and like I was it wasn't the me that's here right now talking but it was a younger version of me and so I decided to kind of feel love for that version of me that was talking to me in a maybe not so positive way and give compassion to her because I was like wow she is still hurting like the saying hurt people hurt people like I'm not a hurt person but there are versions of me from my Mm -hmm. life that are Hurting, no, there's so, little parts of you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I was like, wow, now, but okay. it's a part of you. Totally. So, like in those moments, you just always have to remember that, like, there is a hurt piece of you that may still exist. That could. It, that's a. That's so awesome that that part came out because you can say, okay, wait, maybe I still have more work to do, mm-hmm. or like, mm-hmm. let's work on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and give love to her and give let's compassion give compassion to her. Totally, and it has nothing to do with the truth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It has it's nothing. just showing you a part of you that's still. Need, that's getting triggered that so might have not gotten enough attention yeah. as a child or something and I was like okay there's a part of me that still kind of is not convinced that perfection doesn't exist yeah so yeah. let's work on that because yeah. I know that perfection doesn't exist yeah, yeah. and I'm still you know I'm always gonna go out when I have a pimple and I'm always gonna go out when I'm bloated but it is hard sometimes and yeah. like it's nice to kind of look at those voices as just you know, younger and less evolved versions mm-hmm. of you that like just need some love. Need some love in order to like yeah. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. And I that's so like just validating to hear because I literally was experiencing the same thing two weekends ago. I just was like I just wasn't feeling great within myself. And it to me I was like, wow, I've done a lot of work on myself I've done a lot of work on not equating my appearance to my self-worth that was like a huge That's thing like, that I had to yeah, work it's amazing. on and I think a lot of women go through that but for the longest time I placed all of my worth into how I looked and then I remember having this like spontaneous like this moment of realization that like 
especially with like manifesting love and manifesting your partner, whatever. If one, one thing for me that is really important with my next partner is I want to feel loved unconditionally. Like I want to feel every single part of myself. I want to feel loved and accepted. And so I knew that that was really important to me, but then I started thinking about like, okay, do I love and accept myself unconditionally? And as soon as I realized like, okay, I don't because I'm not fully loving myself or accepting myself on days where I feel bloated or in months where I'm a few pounds heavier, that's until I'm able to get to that that's point That's not where, unconditional. You can't exactly, receive it if exactly. you can't become and it. Exactly. Yes. So I had to start working, like put away even trying to date and get to a point where I loved myself fully and unconditionally. This was like a couple years ago. So a couple weeks ago when I was like, damn, this is coming up again. Like what's going on? Like why am I also feeling this when like I've done so much work to heal it? And it was just kind of kind of a moment where I had to check in with the younger version of myself and be like, okay, love you. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, like you are good enough and like you are worthy. And just because you look a certain way or feel a certain way right now does not mean that you're any less worthy. And it's really just checking in with those parts of yourself and giving yourself, giving yourself what you would want to receive. And I feel like that's also tying it back to feeling safe within yourself when you can start to take care of yourself from an emotional standpoint, you're able to feel safe within yourself because you're not relying on someone else or something else externally to make you feel okay or good or good enough. You're learning how to give that to yourself. Mm -hmm. So when I felt like that, now I can look back and be like, okay, that was the perfect opportunity for me to show myself sub on a subconscious level, I can take I can take care of myself. Like I'm gonna be good. I am good. And everything is fine and like now we're here and like everything is fine totally. so you, i i don't know if you've ever seen i think it might have been kendall jenner like someone puts a, a photo of themselves as a baby as their home screen yes yeah and this house did that yeah i i mean i have it's of me and my family when i was like a baby but it mm. really helps me like to see that photo often not even in like a how would you treat her this way yeah. more of a just like I'm so proud of her, you know, mm -hmm. like, and like, even when there are those moments, even when there are the voices that kind of try to tear you down, like, you've come so far, mm -hmm. like, just by existing, like, I took this um, class in college, and it was like an entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurship slash, like, peak performance class, and on, like, one of the first classes, um, a doctor came in, and he basically asked everyone, he, like to say it in their head, but he was like, um, like, how old are you? Like, when were you born? Um, and then he kind of reeled it back. He was like, okay, well, on the day that you were born, and he said a number, it might've, might've been like a couple million babies were born on this day within those 24 hours. Like today, not all of them are still here for whatever reason. You are one of the lucky babies that was born on this day and this year that is, still thriving, still learning, still curious, still growing. And so you ha do it for them too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like mm -hmm. you've made it so far, even if it doesn't feel that way. Like, even if, you know, maybe it has, it, maybe, maybe there hasn't been like this, like aha moment, but you're here. not everyone, you're here right not now. everyone gets to be here. So yes. And that's a blessing. That is a blessing. Totally. Okay. Well, I feel like, I feel like we covered a lot of ground. I feel like, we did I feel like that was a like a really ground. great yeah. kind of, 
ending point for now totally for now maybe there will be this might be a two-part episode i don't know yet but yeah. maybe there's gonna be a part three and part four i don't know we never know i would be honored there's, gonna be. <laughs> there's definitely gonna be um well i hope you guys love this episode and just felt just the beginning seen. of a convo yes this is just the beginning this was just like some we were just covering we were just some chatting time. yeah <laughs> but yeah, I hope you guys love this episode. Thank you, Ale, for coming and sharing for your me. wisdom and your experience. I feel more seen and accepted and just, I just feel good. I feel grounded. I feel safe and everything's going to be okay. Yeah, it so is going to be okay. You. And it is okay. Yeah. So I will see you guys next week and I love you and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye.